Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of <laughs> Planted and Growing. I am Christina. And I am Grace. And in this episode, we are giving you a life update. This is uh <laughs> This was not intentional really for us to have such a large uh, hiatus and we apologize because we know that community self-care, our own self-care and community self-care can kind of go hand in hand. So I just feel like for me personally, my cup wasn't as full so that I could fill other people's cups. Mm -hmm. So Preach. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a common theme for most people from last Mm -hmm. year. Absolutely. But um, doesn't mean that, you know, me and yours... um, circumstances are any less or any better than others if that makes sense like well I just think that we're all able to hold a lot of space for each other now that we've gone through this collective experience mm-hmm. of like feeling really shitty mm-hmm. <laughs> together oh my God, yeah. no matter what degree it was happening you know yeah exactly so we just wanted to return obviously we're recording another episode but um but also not say like zero about what has happened in the last year so we wanted to take the time to uh, just talk about that Um, but yes uh, it was kind of like our hiatus has coincided almost with a a year of coronavirus um, quarantining and um, I guess just emotional um, I don't know adaptation Uh, the well-being of our emotions (laughs) have been altered yeah due to our circumstances that are happening collectively to say it (laughs) like that um what were you up to in the beginning of quarantine last year um i was looking for work (laughs) so um i was um yeah just Looking for work, I found a um, pretty much um, something that I would consider a career at the beginning of May, um, which was also when a lot of uh, social injustice was beginning to um, occur. So I just feel like I wanted to speak up in that regard, but I had just started a job that was becoming pretty overwhelming because I was picking up some slack that needed it to be picked up um Mm -hmm. so I was feeling like I was kind of shutting down (laughs) during like the spring like I was you know feeling overwhelmed by needing to find work and knowing that the economy was not (laughs) being set up to find work during that time period but fortunately I've found um myself doing social media so Um, continuing to do social media um, management so it's uh, right place right time I guess uh, since the world has gone digital Mm -hmm. um, so I don't feel like social media is going to go away and uh, so fortunately I have um, a company that I'm working at that is um, full of people that are supportive and um, and I like my job so that's kind of like the first few months of quarantine was me having a lot of uh, work to do. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, What you had said about like May and the start of the um, Black Lives Matter movement and whatnot, I feel like, I don't know if you remember, but I feel like 
that, um, like, obviously, amidst just being in a pandemic, um, was, like, a huge reason why I didn't want to record, because I felt like there was nothing that we could talk about that, like, mattered more than what was going on. Right. And I felt like it would be, like, ignorant or selfish to, uh, just continue on, and not necessarily that we wouldn't address what was going on, but I didn't feel educated enough or, um, confident enough and you know just talking about that because I don't really feel like it necessarily pertained to us and so therefore I felt like I just didn't even want to make content because I was like it's not I don't know I just didn't feel right to me um who want to like add to the value and not like devalue or make noise and if we don't know exactly how we want to express ourselves which as time gone as as time has gone on I've disregarded the thought process that I need to know before I speak I think that we all can continue to learn and grow together Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's something that I'm going to take more of a priority in um speaking up for because there's injustice in general between you know injustice towards the planet towards humans towards animals is something that I'm very passionate about um so I don't think that we should slow down in that regard. I think now's the time to start speaking up more about it. Yeah, I agree. Just because it's already been, you know, however many months in the making and we've done our part to educate ourselves and um, whatever. I just, I feel like there was a weird time where like if you weren't talking about it, people were like shitting on you. Like, how Mm -hmm. could you not use your voice to stand up for whatever? Or how could you not address what's going on? It's like you're being completely ignorant. But, like, at the end of the day, what you do in your real life on a daily basis outweighs anything that you could ever post online. And, um, you know, I feel like there was a lot of performative acts online that weren't necessarily um, being followed through in real life. And, I mean, who's to say? Because we don't truly know how people are living on their day-to-day lives. But I think that that is ultimately what matters most and so how can anyone come at you and say like you're not being an ally when just because you're not posting about it on social media you know um also it was like a big I feel like a big culture shock maybe for some people um who've never really had to like deal with that or they've always like turned their heads away from it um and then also just like because we went from like being in a pandemic and then being in a pandemic during a social justice movement I feel like a lot of people missed, like, the normalcy of social media, if that makes sense. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, per se, because it's, like, you know, the human ego loves normalcy and consistency and um, for things to stay comfortable and and safe. And so when all of that started to come out, I know that I lost, like, probably upwards of, like, 50-something followers um, in the last few months because... I was tired of staying quiet and I'm tired of, um, I was tired of like, because I've always been a person who doesn't want to rub people the wrong way. And I've also always been a person who doesn't let other people's opinions affect who I am. But at the same time, I just, I'm not abrasive and I don't like confrontation. So I I wouldn't want to say something and then like have someone like argue with me about it, especially if it's just a way that I feel, but I feel like that's inevitable. Um, and those conversations are good to have because you can just share opinions without, like, shitting on each other for them. Um, so, anyway, I just, like, I remember one day I was, like, you know, like, I'm tired of this. Like, this is what I stand for. This is who I am. If you don't like it, then you don't have to follow me. 
Um, but I don't really know what the beginning topic of that, <laughs> of that no, was. No, no, I, I can... <laughs> I don't exactly I can remember where. I back to you. No, okay. for sure. No, it's, uh, it's very challenging, but I'm proud of you to, like, speak your truth on social because I think that that's pretty challenging for most people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The initial question was what you were doing during the beginning of quarantine, um, and then we just started talking about... I was talking about why I didn't feel comfortable being um, or making podcast episodes, and it was because of that reason. And, I mean, yeah, and and on top of that, it's just very challenging to be in this quarantine time period. I think it's human nature to want to um, collaborate and be together and um, be in nature and those things are limited right now and so it affects our emotional well-being and so that has been challenging in the last year as well so Mm -hmm. yeah and that was just like external reasons why I didn't want to make content because that trickled down into my my mental well-being and then it just got worse from there and honestly I would say up until like December I like you know wasn't I mean, essentially, the entirety of last year. Um, For me, in the beginning of quarantine, I was doing really well because I've always been a person who, like, I don't judge my worth through my productivity, and I've never been someone to, like, struggle um, with my mental over a job, if that makes sense. Um, So when I was not able to work, I was like, cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And I was also really aware of the place that I was in that allowed me to have that mentality, you know, living with my parents and um, my bills being taken care of by them um, because I was transitioning from graduating massage therapy school into finding a job. And I had found a job um, November 2019, but then in March I had to stop. So it wasn't very many months that I was able to get back onto my feet. And then not to mention that the holidays are a really bad time for that profession. So essentially I was like not really fully established into my job yet by the time quarantine came around Mm -hmm. um so I was comfortable with not being able to work um and then also right before that I think in February I had gotten a second job so I was working six seven days a week anyway so I was like okay cool it'll be a nice break um so I was like you know working out and I was going to the nature center and I was meditating and I was just like doing all the good things and then um it was when me and my boyfriend decided to move out on our own in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> That's when things started to really go downhill because a month before that, I had decided to stop taking birth control um, for the first time in... I mean, I stopped for a period of time a couple years ago, but it wasn't for very long. So essentially, this was like my first real time actually legitimately stopping since I started taking it, which was when I was 18. So you can imagine how that played a role in my mental, emotional well-being. And then, um, you know, having, going from living in this beautiful house that I'm so blessed to live in to an apartment where you feel, like, sheltered in, knowing that, like, the outside world felt dangerous. Um, And then working to survive instead of working because you enjoy it. A lot of, you know, things just, like, flipped and... Um, perspectives got changed and I just like really really steadily started just going downhill 
Um, and that again lasted up until like super recently when we had to move back in with my parents because we couldn't afford the apartment anymore. Um, so yeah, word of advice, don't move out (laughs) unless you have like $10,000 saved at least, at least in California. It's just like not feasible and the money disappears so fast. So, um, you know, you live and you learn. And I was thankful that I was able to get out of that situation unscathed. We actually got like $800 back um, in security deposit, which is really rare. And uh, they had a protection lease sewn into, or a protection program sewn into the lease. So we were able to get out easily. And then on top of it being a pandemic, it was like literally super easy. All I had to do was just send them screenshots of the difference in income, uh, proving that I wasn't able to afford rent. And we didn't owe any money. We didn't have to... um, go through any kind of like attorney or lawyer which I heard sometimes has to happen we didn't get any bad credit scores anything so I was very very grateful that that ended up being the way that it did and then I just got to essentially move back in um and things just started resuming normally or somewhat normally um and you know there's obviously pros and cons of living with your parents and stuff but at the end of the day like I can't say anything negative because I'm in a very great situation and again I'm very aware and very grateful and very blessed to be in that because I know that a lot of other people have had it a billion times harder during this pandemic and I can't even imagine some of the things that people have had to go through and my heart goes out to everybody who is struggling in one way or another and I know it's really hard and it's still really hard and I feel like I don't know for me personally I've gotten to this point where it's almost like I know and I'm aware of what's going on on the outside world but um I have to sort of put up like I don't want to say like a wall because I'm not necessarily being ignorant towards it but it's more like a glass screen where it's like I can see through it but I also don't let too much of it come through to me because as an empath like that's super difficult to deal with and that was also another reason why last year was really hard was just being aware of all of the suffering and struggling that was going on and just knowing how unfair it was, you mm-hmm. know, which I'm sure you could relate to as well. Right. And I, how helpless it can feel. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine. I thought that I could move out into an apartment with my volleyball teammates when I was 18 <laughs> and, oh, <no. laughs> you know, found out in a semester that was not a good idea. So as if you're a younger person listening to this, I would recommend being prepared and live with your parents as long as you possibly can so that you can feel prepared because it's just this added stress that mm. can eat at you and really like, because I could imagine, I mean, we had conversations earlier last year where um, it's just hard to wrap your brain around self-care, meditation, taking care of yourself when you feel like the world is crumbling in mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was more moments than not of last year of just feeling like when is it going to end or um just not having very clear a lot of clarity in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah, it's just um it was very it has been very challenging um in the last year too like not only is this pandemic aff- affecting the global community but um 
I had lost uh, someone really deep. I I had lost someone um, pretty much like to COVID in December and um, not not the disease, but um, the emotional uh, weight that came with COVID. And so um, I've been experiencing quite a bit of grief um, recently and it's it is challenging so just on this um this one person's experience i can only imagine how it is for so many other people and yes mm-hmm. as an empath it's just like i would now in like the last month or so or even less <laughs> but still um give myself credit uh just have been prioritizing um clearing and like making sure that I don't feel like I'm carrying so much Mm -hmm. negative energy with me inside my apartment you know yeah it is let's see it is in the 20s right now in Austin so no way that has been very challenging with how cold it has been that's insane holy cow oh my god wow yeah it was supposed to snow today yeah so let's so I'm prioritizing um I've I've read and heard that meditating right when you wake up, your your conscious is at a different, you know, space mm-hmm. when you're waking up and falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So prioritizing meditation right when I wake up and just EFT tapping is another thing that I've prioritized in the last year. Me a lot of emotional healing. Um, and we can talk more about that in another episode, I think, because it's crazy. <laughs> um, it's crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's, uh, just, uh, prioritizing yoga in the morning. Um, and that has been, I mean, I think I felt like that at the beginning of quarantine too. I felt like, oh, I'm going to do this yoga routine. And everyone thought that quarantine, I mean, I personally had no expectations for how long this was going to last because obviously the person leading this country did not seem to think that yeah. like, <laughs> And I still feel that way today that, I mean, obviously there's someone else in office right now, but I don't feel like coronavirus is going to slow down as quickly as people think that it can. No, Um, it's going to be around for like (laughs) literally ever. I mean, it's not going to ever go away. It's just going to get less severe over time because people are going to get vaccinated and whatnot. Right. But I I honestly don't ever... I mean, it's like the flu. Like, now the flu is super casual, and, like, if people get it, like, they can die, but the chances aren't as high because people are vaccinated. Um, But I don't know how it was for you in Austin because you're not really around, like, you know, super close friends and family, but I don't know if you have, like, circles because I know that you weren't there for too, too long Um, because you moved there, what, like, September 2019? Is that correct? Uh, December 2019. Okay. So, so yeah, you didn't like really two have... Months before, like, <laughs> two or three months, and then it was quarantine. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what I was getting at is, I don't know, for you, if, like, you know, personal circles No, I don't started... have friends, okay, Grace? <laughs> I don't have friends. I'm not trying to at you right now. I just want to know. Kidding. But, um, anyway, I it got have to friends. a point... I have, like, two. <laughs> well, good. Two is better than none. I know. Um, It got to a point where, like, literally everybody around me was getting it. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. because it, it kind of felt like a, like a, how do I say, like a far reached thing, I suppose. Like, you mm-hmm. know about it, but you don't really see it around. And then everyone around me started getting it. And I was like, oh, my God. And I haven't really been doing a lot since then. Um, 
That's good. Like, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> like three of my coworkers got it and we have like seven people in the building. Like, <laughs> so almost half. I was literally face to face with one of my coworkers who got it um, for hours and I never got it. So I don't know if I'm like superhuman. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to say that, but <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I already have had it and that's why I didn't get it, but anyway it was just crazy like watching it come closer and closer and like my brother got it and um his literal only symptom was no taste and smell so he woke up the morning of um my family getting together for my birthday um like just my immediate family and was like hey like I can't taste or smell anything I'm not gonna come so imagine if he didn't have that symptom and he came oh it would have been chaos well, I'm very, I feel very, uh, I don't know. The first word I thought was blessed, but I don't know if I feel blessed. But I think that I, I feel fortunate, I guess, that I don't even have to, like, I can stay in my bubble and not feel like I have to have, like, this emotional, um, what is it, like, obligation to spend time with other people. I feel like that has helped me feel more safe. So... Um, and then I'm also just really grateful that my work is all digital. So I, I'm, I'm really, I really prioritize <laughs> like not going right. outside, which is challenging because it definitely has been affecting my emotional health. Mm-hmm. But then at the same note, when it's freezing outside, I just want to stay inside. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine 20 degree weather. That's crazy. Yeah. So it, it's. Um, Austin. So in the last year, I mean, it's been pretty much a year of me being in Austin. So I've been able to experience all of the seasons. It's a very seasonal area. Um, so we moved here in December where it was winter, experienced a very first cold winter, but this one has become even more cold than last year. And then there's like so many trees in Austin. So then all of the trees start blooming for spring. And then it's a big transformation that I was not expecting because <laughs> it's my first time experiencing Austin when we moved here. So, mm-hmm. it was... and then the summer is insane. It is very, <laughs> very, very hot. That's and then, crazy. And then the fall is just very, very nice because I, it's just like a mixture of the, the warmth and the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's probably the best time of year is in the fall. Um, but yeah, I even remember in the beginning of um, things starting to shut down, I saw South by Southwest canceled and I thought that it was not real. And then I was like, oh, Whoa, that's, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, if that's canceled, yeah. this is very real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know that um, the severity of it like took a little bit to kind of set in. Um, just because, you know, like, I think it was what happened was during that announcement of, I don't know who it was, some health official saying that essentially COVID deaths are count as COVID deaths, regardless of if that was the actual legitimate reason for the death. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, the numbers are lying. And I mean, who fucking knows, to be honest. And I think that I just had to like let myself be okay with the fact that I didn't know and that a lot of people don't know. And um, instead of people admitting that they don't know, they'll just spew complete misinformation and bullshit just to like um, align with their own beliefs. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I just have to assure myself that I have to do do my best for 
myself and the people around me and that's all I can do and I can't do anything else for anyone else and I right that's the uh, same I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people it's like you can only do the best that you can well a lot of people get really mad at others for their actions and I totally understand but like I just at a point you just can't feel responsible for what other people choose to or to not do it's like in every aspect of your life yeah exactly and I think that that's that was actually a huge thing for this pandemic was um people realizing that control is essentially an illusion (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that um just because you have a routine and a day-to-day you know like a day-to-day way of living doesn't mean that you're necessarily in control because at any certain point everything can change which is exactly what happened to a majority of the world Mm -hmm. um and I know that a lot of people especially people that I know have been struggling with like well, of course, most people struggle with change, but then struggle with, um, uh, what was I just talking about? The word? They struggle with being with themselves. Control. Yeah. That too. That too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things <laughs> that go into it, but mm-hmm. control has been like a huge thing. I'm just like, that's why I've, I've never been one to plan things too far in advance because I know that not right. only can circumstances change, but I can change and my, my mind can change and that's totally okay. But um, I was really like thankful and um just being really um I guess kind to myself during a lot of the change and lack of control and um I was just grateful that I feel like I've been a person who can handle change well I suppose um until like the whole apartment thing (laughs) (laughs) which I still handled well but I just it was hard um I watched the Ram Dass documentary that's on Netflix right now. Um, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote that really stuck with me was when he said, make friends with change. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of things that stay constant in our lives. And holding on to try and keep things the same, is also, it's, not, it's not serving. Um, I feel like in previous unemployment journeys as a social media manager it's like a new frontier Mm -hmm. um and I've worked with a lot of small businesses that thought it was in their budget and then ended up not being in their budget so I've had like decent amount of times of uh, having to be by myself and um kind of internalize things and one of the things that I learned during one of those journeys was like surrender where you have no idea how things are supposed to play out you're have opportunities to make decisions and the universe is going to guide you in a direction just let it happen yeah you can experience things that are going to make you feel upset and you're going to experience things that are going to give you joy and you just have to experience them and surrender to what is going to happen and so with making friends with change it's just something different's gonna happen just have to let it happen (laughs) That's why I'm so obsessed with Tame Impala's album Currents, and I have been for so many years because it's literally just like all about the epitome of change and embracing the moment. And like it's called Currents, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just like surrendering to the current of life and Mm -hmm. just knowing that holding on will only make things worse. And it's you can't you can't avoid the inevitable and the inevitable is change. And it's just impossible to it's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that that is just going to be a big learning curve for 
a lot of humanity that we can't con- yeah the control the change um we can't uh hold on to control as much as we have in the past um do you like SZA mm-hmm. you, so you know her album control I mean, I have one of, there's one album that I just listened to on repeat, and I don't know the name of it. It's the one that's pink. Um, oh, okay. That's her older album. You should yeah, listen so to Control. so I haven't listened to her new stuff. Oh, okay. it's so good. It's not new. It's it's from like 2017, but it's super good. Like that, to this day, it's like one of the albums I listen to front to back, like on a, like a monthly basis. Um, nice. But it's called Control, and like she has like little excerpts of her mom talking, and she's like, like, you know, um, I understand that when I feel like I don't have control I can just walk away and say well that's all that I can do and mm-hmm. um yeah it's a really good album there's a I song called 20 something Woo! it hits <laughs> it hits <Nice>. home <laughs> speaking of music though um Londrell I've never heard of him before but had listened to him more thoroughly in the last week or so and he's like um our I was gonna say hip hop, but like hip hop R and B was like the genre, but his message is more about self care, and um, you know being having clear energy and being a good person and that type of mm-hmm. message. So that is another recommendation that I'd like to throw out there because he has like never mind that that's it just recommendation. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, I think what has helped me get back onto like my self-care game is um just trying to make habits out of things and to not like beat myself up when I don't do mm-hmm. that said thing but um I feel like my entire life I've really struggled with consistency and um there was a point in my life where I really pushed past that and I was being very consistent but obviously like I was a lot younger and things were a lot different and so Um, finding consistency in like the most inconsistent and um, what's the word Um, just like we don't know what's going to happen next kind of time Mm -hmm. Um, it's really hard I I think that I mean I'm still struggling with it but I feel like I'm doing my best to just again just take it step by step but I know that I think I've mentioned this before um, the app called Fabulous I think you might have told me about it Mm -mm. okay Um, it's like a habit tracker app and, um, I've used it for maybe like a couple years now, like on and off. Um, but essentially you just build habits and they start you off with like one habit a day and you do it for three days at a time. And then once you do it for three days in a row, they'll add another one. And there's like lots of live challenges you can do with like, um, the community. And, um, I just think that that's, cause like having something tangible, um, to like, look at and keep track of like what you've been doing with yourself I think is for me a way that helps me keep myself accountable and want to do better because like oh like I hit 11 day streak like cool let me go further or oh I haven't done this in like three days I need to get back on it um Mm -hmm. but yeah I know that there's like a lot of different things and a lot of different ways for people to do and to maintain self-care but I feel like um as like you said earlier last year when the world is like crumbling around you it feels really hard to want to do anything at all and that was like a huge huge thing for me last year for sure it's like I literally didn't do anything for myself and then like moving out we like barely ate 
well at all and so it's like all of these additional factors that mm-hmm. come into play and you just like realize damn i'm literally not taking care of myself and then working six days a week oh don't even get me started right <laughs> no so i felt the same much. way with how much i was working it's like um i'd like to never mind <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and so that's i agree with you the app sounds very interesting i've been doing um So habit tracker is the words that they use for bullet journaling. So I got into bullet journaling a few years ago um, and started the habit tracker. Um, But as time went on, I decided uh, that or I just the word habit or like habit tracker wasn't resonating with me. So I was like, let's call it rituals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's just I think. And so for that, it feels like, oh, well, this is uh, something it's like kind of like a self-care toolkit. Yeah. Um, and so the way the habit tracker works and is for like in regards to bullet journaling is just, you know, making a list and kind of charting it out to check off things throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I've been consistent with doing that for a few years. Um, and definitely with the consistency, it helps keep up with your motivation. It, um, I was talking to someone about how you're – you can, you know, you can stay at the same place, but wouldn't you want to like kind of just do 1% to like kind of boost yourself to feel better um, or 20%? Like mm-hmm. there's just different things that you can. S- I was reflecting off of that thinking, how do I want to spend my energy? Do I want to yeah. spend my energy re- resisting doing something that feels good for me or just doing the thing that feels good for me? Yeah. And then another mantra that I've been holding on to lately is that I'm a human being, not a human doing. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and it's not my own words, but I they, mm. they just resonated with me so much where it's like, if I'm beating myself up about productivity, because that is something that I have struggled with, then, and it's, um, if I'm beating myself up about it, it's like, well, what is my purpose on this earth? Am I supposed to be like, doing stuff or am I supposed to be like yeah when I'm in more of a stillness mode I'm finding more um peace of mind so just kind of moving more towards that and having gratitude in that in the regard of like being quarantined where it's like well I have this opportunity for more stillness in my life more calm I don't have to be doing the rat race I can just you know find more peace and that's kind of something that I'm hoping for others during this time as well Mm -hmm. and I think one thing that I had to keep in mind when it came to habits and building them and whatnot is like a little of something is better than nothing and the way that you're you go about these things may differ from month to month because I know that I Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very nostalgic person and I hold a lot of emphasis on my past self which like is really unfair to me now because I will never be that person again um And that doesn't mean that, you know, those aspects of me aren't still around, per se. Um, However, I'm just not that same person because it's, like, physically impossible to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was really hard on myself from going, going from reading very consistently. I think I read, like, seven books in, like, the span of, like, a few months while I was in massage therapy school because I had a consistent routine of going to school and that's all I really had to focus on. Um, and then when I got out of it and then 2020 happened, I like, I don't think I've read like a book all the way through since that, since school. 
Um, but instead of like, I got to a point where I was like, dude, I'm so tired of like feeling like crap about not finishing a book. Like maybe there's something else that I can do for myself that's the same, but different. And so now I'm listening to audiobooks, which like in the past, I felt like I would never really resonate with because I liked having like tangible books. But now that I've realized that I'm a very auditory processor, I realized that like hearing them is just as good, uh, as, you know, reading them because, um, not because, but in the sense of retaining information. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really mean that I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just doing it in a different manner. And then same thing with like podcasts and stuff. Like I've really been listening to podcasts a lot lately and a lot last year. Like a majority of my time spent on Spotify. You know how they do like the Spotify wrapped. Um, mm-hmm. A majority of the time was listening to different podcasts and stuff. And, and so again, like... Um, I just had to stop being so hard on myself for not wanting to do things the same way because we have to find different variations of stuff that is good for us. And, um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to giggle. It just made me think of something that I was telling one of my friends where I was like, I, you, it's funny that we make up these rules for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because I was like, oh, well, um, so I'm – I'm a very, I love writing. I journal quite a bit. I've, um, in the last few years, I've been playing with journaling digitally and journaling like writing. And I was telling her that I've been making these rules that like, because everyone really like, I feel like there's this uh, perspective that journaling with like um, writing with your hand, with a pen, I write with a pencil. So I was (laughs) gonna say pen, but that does, I write with a pencil. that that is a superior way and I was like and I'm just making this rule (laughs) like I can change the rule (laughs) who says (laughs) it's like and just there's so many ways to go about consuming information in regards to reading too you can be reading digitally you can be reading the physical book you can Mm -hmm. be listening it to an audiobook as well I've started to listen to audiobooks as well I don't feel like I'm I mean I think maybe it just depends on the book as well like maybe I'm reading a book that is 500 pages, so it's been taking me a long, and then also like learning things as time goes on, as I go through the chapters, so I'm going about it really slowly. I told myself, oh, this is my summer book, and now we're here in February, (laughs) so (laughs) I think... I feel like we have to let go of these mental rules that we put in place when we're trying to focus on self-care where you're like, I'm going to make this list of all these things. Um, like, these are my habits that I'm going to track. And then you look at it and you're like, well, I haven't that habit in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't checked that one off. And when for me, when I'm unpacking it, I'm like, well, does that need to be on the list? Or um, – because I feel like my habit tracker has changed so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I feel like it gets a little too long. Right. Where I'm like, I need to really narrow down this list to make sure that I'm focusing on the things that are serving me the most. So, I don't know. It's just, like, this thing that you have to continue to have a journey with. And I have fun with it. I have fun <laughs> optimizing and trying to make myself a better human. Yeah. Um. And so I think having that perspective can make it seem a little bit more enjoyable too. Or um, I know that like I have a friend who's very into Peloton. He has a bike and he's um, very motivated by, you know, when you're looking at your statistics as you continue on, 
it motivates you to continue to want to improve. So however you can find that motivation is like, you know, the, the, the way to go. Yep. I definitely agree. And just keeping a healthy mindset through it all. And again, like not beating yourself up for not making, like finishing your to-do list for the week or something. And just know that there's always an opportunity to do better, but it doesn't mean that you have to be so harsh on yourself. Mm-hmm. You're a human being, not a human doing. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that we're back. Yay! <laughs> Planted and growing. I know, we want to be obviously more consistent and more active on social media, um, which, I mean, as Christina being a social media manager and me being on a break from social media, I think we'll have to find maybe like a happy medium that, you know, does well with both of us, that doesn't overwhelm either of us and that we feel like is fair so um and then also we want to do a um live like maybe i don't know maybe like once a month or maybe like once every couple months like a live um episode where we're on the instagram account and um talking to our followers and stuff and then possibly doing like question and answers and maybe having like a topic and then um like a topic beforehand and then you guys asking questions before or during whatever it may be we don't really know like too much specifics yet because we haven't um done it but we'll just kind of go with the flow but also be prepared (laughs) (laughs) definitely yeah we want to i mean self-care is a huge um like theme of our podcast and so i would say like we would like to build more community with self-care. For us, it motivates each other to continue to, you know, focus on that and taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of the global community. But um, I just think that we can, you know, talk one-on-one more intimately on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing I was going to mention... we were thinking for one of our topics for our first live could be around self-care. So if you guys had any questions regarding that, I think another one can be around social media because I think that I have this uh, very interesting relationship with social media because I work in it, but then I feel like I need to create very firm boundaries with it as well. And I think that that is something that's very valuable during this time period too, was to have more firm (laughs) boundaries, like Mm -hmm. which you have currently, um, where it can give you a lot more healing and clarity because you can get really fogged up if you're constantly feeling like you need to be in the social media portal world it can make you feel really depleted as well. Exactly. So, yeah. I like finding the balance. Um, I like challenged CJ to do it with me and he has been. He's like, I honestly don't miss it at all. And mm-hmm. I think the thing about not wanting for me, like it was like more so obviously not wanting to be on social media, but obviously, oh, oh my God, but also not wanting to be on my phone as much. Cause I would be like mm-hmm. almost five hours a day. And I'm like, okay, ew. Mm-hmm. Um, because it became a numbing tool and like a and it's never really been like that for me but it got that way and it was more of like a, an excuse to not do anything for myself and instead just like mindlessly be um and so at first I was like playing Scrabble a whole bunch and just like but I was like still on my phone I was like this is beside the point and now it's like every week it's like gone down significantly and like my average usage is like 45 minutes a day 
Um, But for him, he was on his phone a lot too. And he's like, well, like I use, you know, Instagram to follow like D&D accounts to get inspiration for the campaign. I was like, that's fine. Whatever. The fact of the matter is that like whenever we're waiting in a line or driving in a car and you're in the passenger seat or we're talking and you pull out your phone it's just not being present and that's like what it was mm-hmm. for me at the end of the day and I was like I just want us to be more present in like what we're doing and not just like at every given awkward moment or every given you know moment of being with yourself have this in front of you to just like distract yourself with and people don't realize but that's literally what it does um but then I have this like weird almost I feel like almost like a sense of obligation to like be on social media as a presence who is authentic and vulnerable and real to like show that in the world Mm -hmm. and to show that that exists but like again it just matters what I do in my day-to-day life but again I think that that's a conversation that we should have for the social Mm -hmm. media episode because I do have this really weird relationship with social media and also because I've had it for so long like I've had Instagram for like 10 the whole time yeah Yeah, like since it came out which was in 2010 Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. 11 years that's crazy same so yeah um I think no I I feel similarly I think that that I was doing I was impulsively picking up my phone to just look at it and Mm -hmm. then impulsively going to Instagram I was like this is disgusting (laughs) exactly (laughs) I'm disgusting with myself And so it's just having that like mindful. So now I've changed for I'm trying to be my, if I'm on Instagram, I'm on Instagram for a reason present with Instagram, not to try and be in two different places at the same time. Right. And at that point, I don't even really want to be on Instagram. I'm more of, I'm not much for wanting to consume that type of content. Like I said, my book is 500 pages Mm -hmm. and I'm almost done. Oh, good. (laughs) So I'm more, and I'm more so like, what kind of, what is the kind of consumption that I would like to participate in? And yeah. Yeah. So we hope to be a, um, a place of consumption that is going to help inspire you to take care of yourself and for, for us to inspire each other to take care of ourselves. Um, did we have anything else we wanted to share? Um, (laughs) (laughs) not that I can think of. I don't know. Um, I feel like I still have a lot to say, but I want to keep it for specific episodes because Mm -hmm. we want to obviously have more content to put out there. And, um, I just really do hope that everybody feels more inclined to, um, communicate with us and to, you know ask questions and because we want to give you answers and just also remember that we are just figuring it out ourselves along the way as well so we're not professionals or anything but um Mm -hmm. you know what works for me may not work for you and vice versa and I think that just getting other people's input would help us be able to create better content so definitely we'll show up more so that you can show up more how about that yes exactly We appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. All right. Goodbye.